0: let's go me my guys we really lie lord forgive me pay my size please don't have me reach inside and that's in a console keep the semi when i ride little penny when i drive in the city we gonna slide bet i be there pronto
1: so today for the conscious shop we gonna have a conversation about climate change we know that all across the country we've been dealing with some record number lows in terms of it being cold as hell You feel me? Cold as a polar bear's ass. You know what I'm saying? How my grandpa used to put it. Uh, Just to make sure we have a working definition of climate change before I ask any questions. Climate change, uh, according to Oxford is defined as a change in global or regional climate patterns, and in particular, a change apparent from the mid to late 20th century onwards and and attributed largely to increased levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide produced by the use of fossil fuels. This is a fancy-ass definition. How I break it down, as climate change just show you how your region, the climate that you've grown and been conditioned to expect, when that shit start to change... Literal climate change. And when I'm born and raised down south, born and raised in Texas, living, living, living in Oklahoma. And I'm able to go to my little app on my phone and see that it is astronomically colder in Texas, the state of Texas, in the state of Oklahoma, than it is in Anchorage, Alaska. I know we got some problems. I know, you know, I'm saying climate change is starting to get. So my question to y'all, how should black people Relate to climate change given how it is politically charged.
2: Uh all, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to black people and climate change, um, and the political narrative that is associated with uh, as it as with everything, and this is a phrase I'm gonna start using more, and I'm glad um these recent conversations uh associated with black history have allowed me to adopt this language, is opt-in. It's opting in. Um, black people should never opt into any political narrative associated with any mainstream uh, ideology today period like so our understanding of the impact of, of uh, uh, climate change shouldn't have anything to do with any of the major narratives that you hear about it specifically the narratives that attempt to deny its existence because I mean as people uh, I mean as, as we know the the ignoring and the denial of climate change has everything to do with capitalism and businesses attempting to uh kind of suck the earth dry of all of its resources Mm -hmm. and wipe out whoever they got to do to do it so that short-term thinking dictates that understanding but overall there is there are conversations of climate change that even in the context of the uh the more green perspective become problematic i mean as we're going to talk about throughout this conversation um, is that there is a ugly side to even the uh, attempt to be green, and what that means, and what's required, right, and what happens to people who not only can't afford to be green? What you got against wind turbines, man? I mean, listen, <laughs> what, where do, where do they put them? How do they set that shit up? Whose land is utilized? How much do they cost? What is what? In what ways do those uh, turbines offset the rest of the environment? Those are all of the things that go into understanding uh, the the perception of uh, what that green environmentally conscious conversation that completely ignores like the ugly side of it. Um, we go. Uh, I, I'll say that right now, and I will you know for the rest of the conversation, but but ultimately is uh, for black people. We have to we we have to opt out of all of the mainstream narratives associated with the environment, specifically how they exist today. Uh, a lot of the green conversation is kind of productive and and we need to understand the impact that it has on us in both the negative impact of climate change and how people go about combating climate change can also be detrimental so that's something we don't you know that we'll talk about in just a minute but yeah i'll stop that there yeah
2: i mean i think for me the long and the short of it is black people need to put it on the list Right, I think when we, um, as Black people, collect when we think about our issues, when we talk about our problems, we don't often think about climate change as being something that, you know, when we get when we hear these pol- political conversations, I know for a fact when you start talking about the environment and green new deals and this tech and that tech and what's happening with climate change and this agreement and the like that part of it, that part of the the, the roster or the political agenda, our eyes gloss over. A little bit. It's like, oh shit, that's some shit. That's them. That's one of them political ticket issues that ain't got nothing to do with me. What y'all saying about the police, which I talking about with money, which I talking about with minimum wage, which I like you know what I'm saying? Agreed,
1: agreed, agreed.
2: I think for black people, we have to put it on the list. And a huge reason why, and I know we're gonna allude to it when it comes to climate change, it is Doing us much like everything else in this country and in this world, the worst. We're getting mm-hmm. the right. out of it. We are getting played the baddest, and it's happening right in front of our eyes in ways that we don't even have a vocabulary to articulate, to explain, um, you know, changes in our communities. It's like, what the why are they doing? And you don't even know that they putting waste, do they processing doing and doing all types of stuff in your community? And so. When we think about the weather and we think about what's happening around us, there is something to be said and to be clear about corporations and their contributions to climate change. It is not the average person that is really fucking up the world. Right? Let's be clear about that. But the average person, including the average black person has to have some type of investment in confronting it like the real issue it is because it's true. We do only have one planet and we do got to share it with these raggedy niggas and we do got to share it with these raggedy white people. And we do got like that's the 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 case scenario. So Black people in their relationship to climate change. Put it on our list. Treat it like it's a thing. We have to start talking about it and thinking about it because if the world goes kaput, that's the same world. Shit, we go kaput
0: with it. God yeah, damn it! Yeah, that's
2: so- throwing the
0: that's throwing the people out with the ocean water. It's damn,
2: <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs> We on the road tonight. Absolutely, <laughs> absolute- throwing
0: the people out with the ocean water. Head Absolutely. Ass. Yeah. <laughs>
1: absolutely okay okay, sure. okay 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 man i'm curious man see what people in the comment in, in the uh comment section is saying about
0: you know climate change as far as this other question so new eric king that's my homie t-duck shout out to t-dizzle my, man? Yeah. uh he said that climate change is natural we must adapt it i'm sure he meant adapt but I, i'm gonna let you make it t-dizzle uh but that, that's where it's like all right nigga that's not what we're talking about there is a real life human impact on climate change. A real life human impact on climate change. emissions. We know this, bro. Like we know that there, there have been anomalies where earth has been hotter sometimes or it's been colder sometimes, but ultimately you can always trace those instances of a change in the temperature to typically volcanic eruptions. Usually when there was a, when there was
1: right?
0: A a, a natural instance. Right. And so ultimately, when we talk about when we talk about the human impact, like that carbon footprint that's 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 discussed, what Toya was pointing out is it's not the fact that it's just us driving cars or doing all the little shit, it's right. just, it's it's the larger question of production and what that does to uh what that does to the environment. For example, I live uh in Southern California, the port of LA, right, in in, in uh what they call the South Bay area. Right, it's full of it's just full of uh plants. It's full of uh, uh huge pillar uh, uh what smoke stacks, shit just going up into the air, and it's the constant throwing of the bullshit into the air that we know those type those type of particles. The science has shown the impact that that has. Now, just just a small Google search will will give you all the papers explaining the impact that uh, that uh, manufacturing and production has on and the way that we do it today the impact that it has on the environment right so we know that there is a human element to what's happening to the environment so to talk about it being no natural is like all right whatever nigga. like anything like humans like any impact that we have is a part of the natural impact because nigga we are part of the environment like niggas is slow but time. Time. real quick as yeah. we talk
2: about the disconnect, I want to drop. Make sure we understand how powerful anti-blackness is in the influence of how we got this far. Right, we talked about modernity. With modernity, you have the transatlantic slave trade. Right, with slavery, you literally had a workforce that did all of the manual labor for this country, literally things that machines were had to be created to do to fill the void. We were such impactful, we were so influential on the capacity of this nation to work and function, to be and build big industry, that when they legalized slavery, they had to replace us with big ass machines that Mm. were literally diabolical on the planet. That's how Mm. big of a void we left in the economic trajectory in the manufacturing trajectory of this country. Yeah. Big ass destructive toxic machines. Only those machines could replace us. That's how big or yeah. we that's how many of us were, were doing that work.
1: It literally right. changed the relationship
0: of labor to land. The in land and America change. America, America, changed.
2: America started to
0: industrialize. Even during slavery. And then niggas in the South was like, nah, we good. We, <laughs> we don't, y'all, y'all can keep y'all factories We got this
1: cotton gene over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we good. You got so, this
2: please don't sleep. You know what I'm saying? On the connection and the relationship with literally how embedded and invested even things like cell colonialism, which is a part of the conversation, but also uh <laughs> global warming, the deep relationship they have, the phenomena of slavery and things like that, right? It's all stitched and woven together. Man.
1: And this conversation brings us smoothly into what's going on in terms of climate change. I mean, in terms of environmental racism, we know that climate change I was gave a definition. We know that if you have been conditioned or you have grown to expect a, a particular type of weather pattern in your area and that weather and pattern that you've grown to expect throughout your life is now changing. That's climate change. This conversation brings us right smoothly into a conversation about environmental racism. We know that currently right now, a lot of our country is dealing with power outages. We know that power is a part of the environment, literally, right? So when it comes to thinking about how power outages are happening kind of systemically, where they are making it where they, they, they rolling, they, they literally have manufactured blackouts, y'all.
2: Yeah. Well, I where? can show
1: you a map right where, now. Where? It's, huh? uh, Texas, Oklahoma, it's mainly for poor... Black and brown areas, and that's what we mm-hmm. start getting into environmental racism. Y'all yeah, I know I say education is elevation and research of a research, so this to give more context. You know what I'm saying? In terms of examples about why a conversation about climate change, this Black History Month in context to environmental racism is one that we need to start thinking very consciously about. From the poison tap water in Flint, Michigan, to the toxic waste dumps in lower, uh, lower Rio Grande Valley, to a town in China where 80% of children have been poisoned by the old computer parts. What do these things have in common? All the examples of environmental racism. Specifically, it is a form of systemic racism whereby communities of color are disproportionately burdened with health hazards through policies and practices that force them to live in proximity to sources such as toxic waste, such as sewage works, mines, landfills, power stations, major railroads, emitters of airborne, a particular matter. As a result of these communities, we have such greater rates in health problems, access to resources. Um, credibility in terms of being able to talk about our realities and why this shit is important. I noticed on my social media feed that there's been a lot of people in that side of Houston, in that side of Bryan, and even in my town I live in, on that side of Norman, that are talking about these power outages that's rolling through. My, my, my question to y'all is if you were to assume that Know that, that that the people watching us right now and listening to us right now has never heard the concept of environmental racism. they like, so is the people on Chop Up saying the environment is racist?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How would you explain your own words, environmental racism? I want to make sure we under- it's, it's understood.
2: The way I would explain environmental racism is, gosh, I won't do the math right. I would, That would have been 2006, maybe 2005, 2006. Hurricane Katrina happened. And before Kanye fell into the second place, he looked at you directly into the camera while he was on MTV and told you that George Bush does not care about black people. And what he was trying to tell you is that what happened to the black people in New Orleans, Louisiana was avoidable and that there were calculations, there were miscalculations, there were intentional positions, there were intentional forgettings about and misplanning and mishaps that created a world where a weather phenomenon, where the weather comes out of the sky, the shared sky by everyone uniquely and disproportionately impacted a particular group of people in a particular way. Hurricane Katrina is a great example of environmental racism. If you want to connect the dots, if you want to know what it looks like, that is what Kanye was telling us because the same sky fell on all of the people in the parishes of Louisiana, but only niggas got the shortest end of the stick. I was sitting in my high school in Kansas City, Missouri, Meeting new niggas like hello, you have come on to, to come to school to start a new life. Cause they forgot about you. You was the people they was that Kanye was talking about on MTV when he was standing next to whoever the hell he was doing that interview. That was big. I say
0: in
1: Chicago on Fodenium.
2: Look <laughs> like that is environmental racism. That's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. That's where you need to. We need, we didn't have the language or the vocabulary. And here it Robert Bullock. Robert Bullock, I think. It's either Robert Bullock or Robert Bullock is known to be, and I'm going to look it up to be precise, is the father of environmental racism, right? So if you want a scholar to go and start and read about this stuff from, I think his name is Robert Bullock, You're right? Uh, but definitely, yeah, Mike Myers, baby XL, thank you, uh, was, was up there. Mike my Myers, <laughs> Robert Bullock too.
1: <laughs> Who we thinking of in debate? Who is the better thinking of when you talk about the name? It must be somebody in debate that we thinking of. Who? Uh, author in debate that has a name. They say Michael, Mike
0: Myers. <laughs>
2: That's who it was. That's,
0: that's who, that's who was uh, with, with Kanye. Kanye. That's who was standing there with Kanye. Yeah. Uh yeah. I was like, I was Mike Myers. Kurt
2: Loader, but that was that wasn't right. It was definitely Michael Myers. But yeah.
0: Yeah, you owe this shit. So you watched M T V when they actually showed music videos. I did. I did. If you know who, who Kurt Loader is, <laughs> you watched you, you've seen a couple different MTV news segments. I'll say yeah, I'll tell you that.
2: I have. Guilty.
0: I'll tell you that. Um, but to, but to, but to back though, what Toya was saying though, another phrase to look at is, um, when they talk about living under like the power lines on the roads, a wrong road or track, the bad side of town, we look at that as just like, oh, it's the people that's over there. And it's like, nah, that's usually the fucked up part. <laughs> like people live there because of, it's it's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? Something wrong with that, with, with that part of the area. And so when we talk about what we mean by environmental racism, what it is, 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 is uniquely positioning, um, people of color specifically, um, that that's black people, Brown people, etc., in areas and places where, uh, people with money or influence or whiteness would not stay because of the environmental hazards mm-hmm.
1: and, right? and and hey and, and when i did the uh research on the new orleans shit that's what i pretty much figured out with the le- uh, with the levies and how it was a uh, calculations in terms of people being seen as being exposable and disposable and that's really what the conversation of environmental racism is about is when you're able to have people that everybody's conditioned to being seen exposable and disposable, we will have calculations about where should that waste be dumped? Where should the trash be dumped? If there's a flood, where should we make sure the dam or all that runoff goes into? And, and that's the about environmental racism that we have to have. And so, when out look, out of- oh yeah, so when you Oh yes, when you think and about post as shit right now. Think about how the calculation happened. On okay, we're gonna make it where this side of this, this side of this town power is gonna go out for this long of amount of time. For from saying at this time, think about the calculations that goes into that, and it's not coincidental that it's black and brown people that are literally experiencing the disparities
0: of the impacts
1: from when bad shit happened in the environment.
0: And I and I want to be clear though, because a lot of times when black people talk about the shit that they end up enduring uh, at the hands of government policy. It's like, it sounds like conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, the government did this to y'all. Like, nah, we don't believe it. No. Look at this documented in, 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 uh, in, in the media specifically. They've done stories showing that, hmm, these areas, for example, I think it was in New York. These areas have rolling blackouts, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that they yeah. in power. But the more, but but where they sitting at with the money, they was good. They didn't endure the blackouts, right? But they only positioned the blackouts in places where you had more impoverished individuals. Specifically, you had more black people. You had more brown people. They had to deal with it. That's environmental racism. When uh, because one thing, uh, one thing that we we talked about big time in debate, and George was just bragging to his daughter about how many debates we run off of these arguments. But uh, an art, uh, but a, a a book entitled, let me get the name right, uh, the Slums of Aspen by Lisa Soonhee Park and David Pello, talking about what, what they call uh the Aspen logic, and what they mean by Aspen logic is Aspen, Colorado is one of the most environmentally friendly, environmentally conscious green cities, but the uh, on the offset of Aspen is in the surrounding areas, you have the more impoverished people. You had the poorer people, you had the darker people. Specifically, you have an immigrant community that exists that actually works for the people in Aspen, but don't live or live live in Aspen themselves. And when you see those communities, those communities deal with the runoff of the greener way to do things. They're in what's called, and, and this is in Aspen, Colorado, they're in Uh, They live in trailer parks in in a flood zone that's surrounding Aspen, right? Uh, And it's also followed by a very anti-immigrant sentiment in terms of how these people are treated. And so even in an instance where you have people who are environmentally conscious, what the slums of Aspen explains uh, by Park and Pillow is that there are instances of the way in which we go about environmentalism. That ha- that that is offset by uh, the the negative impact that it has on people of color and uh, more impoverished individuals. So this green agenda that we constantly hear about, there is a negative side to it. And if we don't pay attention to the impact that it has on these other groups of people, then this uh, what what they call the Aspen logic. This idea that we save in the environment. This idea that we lifting everybody that we, yeah, we doing this for the earth. We doing this for the people, but we fucking people over the, the brown people over. while we doing it? I
2: mean, we saving the, the
0: earth, but we fucking brown people over why it's happening.
2: And the irony of it is, is that same, you know, veganism. Is a huge component of where people don't like to think about how Black, Brown people get fucked over in the process, right? It's another, and this can go right along a huge, a lot of people's justification for veganism is environmentalism, right? They want to have a lighter footprint. They want to be able to not, you know, have, you know, eat locally sourced food so they don't have meat that's been trucked over across the country and this and the other. But who's, who's plucking your your carrots? Who got those carrots for you? Who's getting your rutabagas? Who's who's getting that quinoa for you? Who's making sure the right. avocados are fresh and without a blemish? Those tomatoes you get, they didn't just magically appear in that bag. That 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 bag you have, those bushels, niggas is getting paid a dollar a bushel <laughs> to, 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 to like a barrel your, you
0: know, to have it right to, 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 the to lower their carbon footprint, right? Uh huh. Hey, they That's should. A, carbon,
1: right. You gonna you going gonna pimp out prison labor? <laughs> yeah,
0: <what laughs> to you be doing? clear,
2: I wanna I wanna make sure. You know, we're clear in the comments about the many faces of environmental racism, and this is why it's so big and why we need to have an all-encompassing conversation, because people have been like, um, uh, somebody in the comments was like, does Flint count? And listen, Flint counts so much that they just had a payout (laughs) that they're the leaders who were negligent. I think the mayor or the governor or whomever who messed up that money is paying money to these citizens of Flint for the pipes that were that? and this was I think this decision was just made like last month in the month of January. So not only is it a real phenomenon but it has tentacles and appendages that that materialize in a whole Hey, country and country.
1: shout out to the indigenous community, the, the the pipeline shit,
0: conversation about environmental racism. Okay, yeah. okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that real quick cuz I know we I know we're going to get into the other topic in a little bit, but I think that's a that that and I want to talk about the green new deal, but I definitely want to thank the chat um, for pointing out the Flint shit, because we was going way too deep and not really looking at the. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. I mentioned that when I was reading. I started off with talking about Flint, okay, okay, I and, and then
1: getting comment. into what's going on in the Rio Grande Valley, and then getting into what's
0: going on in China, and it's just like okay. these are all examples of environmental racism. Well, I I was fucking up listening, um, but <laughs> uh, but in terms of wh- when when we started talking about like the Green New Deal and what that means for uh for, for different communities uh i want to ask y'all like where what is that what does that mean for y'all in terms of when you hear aoc when you hear uh what's the boy name joe biden ben jones. <laughs> joe biden nah <laughs> joe biden van jones too he, he he was more in that green shit do y'all think niggas are green new deal type niggas you feel me or is it is it is it something else that that we need to attach ourselves to in order for this shit to be productive
2: um i think niggas should have the pickings of whatever new jobs is being created so if y'all creating new jobs and you saying that that's supposed to be a stimulus for the community and for our society and economically then yes if any opportunity to give black people jobs in new industries um i i don't i don't know that i would be conflicted about that
0: now, before you get to it, George, Toya, now that question of jobs, right? Mm-hmm. What do we put, What do? what is more important in that instance? Because George brought up the Keystone Pipeline. Now, in terms of how it treated indigenous land, it shitted on indigenous land, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the reason why uh, indigenous communities had the, the problem that they had with it is because historically, they have shown uh, to leak. The shit has been dangerous. It's been fucking up the community and they fucking up their water. They like exact water source. They're they up water. Up
1: they 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 uh 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 like sacred land. Fucking up a right. whole bunch of shit. Just like
0: right now, <laughs> what Republicans are doing and they flipping and they saying Joe Biden killing that pipeline kill jobs. So what is more important in that instance? Is it jobs or is it green? The the green shit.
2: It's definitely gonna be protecting the land
0: protect the green shit. Okay.
2: All right. I fuck with it. It's yeah. only
1: protecting the land, but I think that that's what my I think that's what my interjection. That's what my response come in is. Is I know that how how we used to debate about it in debate is that black people will be the ones criminalized for being the last to get access to green and then allow for all of the corporations that's now pimping us out with, you know what I'm saying, the goddamn power grid and oil and all that to make it where now we get to further criminalize and or pathologize black folks for being the last people to switch over to being green. And in my my opinion, it almost is where the people that control the narrative get to kind of push this propaganda to make it where I'm born and raised in Texas. You feel me? So when the liberals start talking about fracking, it's a lot of my homeboys that I'm, I'm making mistake. It's a lot of my yeah. boys that was literally went from selling dope to making more better dope, better money than they was making in the streets. Make selling dope, but doing fracking. So when liberals start talking about cutting fracking, these these niggas ain't trying to hear shit about you about no environment yeah. trying to feed their families. Yeah. I think that's the problem is that you have the same motherfuckers that's locking us up, the same people that's literally, the word I learned in debate is called cartography. Mm -hmm. It's a (laughs) nasty-ass word for how we draw maps. You feel me? When you start thinking about what is fracking going down, when you start thinking about, you know what I'm saying, it's like think about the cartography and where black people are positioning and how they draw these maps. And that's why I started to get it. Damn, the Republicans get to pimp black people and say, liberals. Kill jobs, fuck native land, nigga. You can't eat yourself, and that's, and that's how we would pimp their capitalism, and that's how we don't give a damn about the environment, and that's how we literally be like, yeah, bring the factories in the in, in the plants in the steel stop neighborhood. It's gonna bring the jobs. Who cares if it brings us asthma? Who cares if it brings us a low? You feel me? It brings that, us jobs. And it's like,
2: man, fact that part, all of that, plus niggas have got to start being. I am a person. I ain't gonna say what niggas got to start doing. I am a person of principle. The reason why I chose the land on job is Say that
0: the Huh? No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just talking shit. Go ahead.
2: Um, The reason why I said what I said was that we have to have a relationship to settler colonialism. We have to recognize that your job don't mean shit when it's on stolen land that don't belong to you and these people is being tortured and have been before we got here and it's not our fault and we didn't do it and we didn't choose to come over here and fuck up their land but we here. And we have to be honest about Indigenous people and stop erasing them and pretending that their shit is not real either. And so that's my thing. When I say I'm a person of principle, the reason why I'm not choosing jobs for niggas is bad as we need it over issues of land rights is because Indigenous people get done a whole unique, different type of dirty from niggas, and that's a conversation that we don't we 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 make sure we leave space for you know mm. in these conversations specifically. Right? Here. I like sure I leave space for it because I, I don't. And settler colonialism that niggas have is just is deep and it's there. And building a new relationship with land recognizes the fact or, or with the environment, rather, recognizes that we need to build a relationship with land. But we have a displacement issue. Our land is way over there. We own somebody else's shit. And so our jobs are important. Our livelihood is important. All those things are important. But principle says to leave space for a real honest conversation about the culpability we have and being colonizers or in perpetuating and performing colonization just as bad as we need to get ahead and fix the systemic shit that's happening around us too so that's that's just me and, and it's always and,
1: principles of oppression it's something simple it's always principles of oppression
2: that's
0: it and then, and then, and i say this and then you could and, and you could close it out george uh, cuz we could keep going we, keep like on going. Like, we, we had a whole debate season talking about environmental racism <laughs> <laughs> Because keeping so, in a stack, the stack, parking pillow evidence, I was able to bust a
1: lot of ass intellectually in their college debate. We're having conversations about environmental, about leftist
0: leftist warming, and environmental leftist privilege. Leftist warming? You feel oh, like yeah. <laughs>
1: warming, this parks and pillow evidence is what we find is that when it comes to liberal policies specifically mm-hmm. one will prioritize thinking about environmental justice with glossing over environmental privilege and that's how i was able to bust a lot of ass with because once you start to gloss over environmental privilege you start mm-hmm. to really displace and obscure the real root cause in how the shit is sustained right. you know what I'm saying? and right. that's what we have these conversations because like right now think about it my, my my family members that's in the south park of houston that's on the southwest of Houston, Them, these, the main people talking about goddamn being without power for shit, 12 hours, 14 hours, 16 hours. You feel me? Because I did debate, I got a lot of people on my timelines that's all throughout a lot of these areas. Mm. So, my people on the other side of Houston, you feel me? On the, the east side of Houston or the, that, that side of north side of Houston? Those employed. No Those of
0: employed by the University of Houston. You feel me? Or talk <laughs> about my hometown. You feel
1: me? My hometown, Bryan, Texas, shit. The people that's on the east side of Bryan and the west side of Bryan talk about not having no power. But yeah, the people that say Tiffany Park and Copperfield, shit, they ain't talking about not having no power. Make it make yeah. sense. This make is it make sense. environmental racism. Yeah. And, and, and to cap this conversation off, right? I'm gonna say one thing before we do it, but go ahead and finish up. Go ahead, and finish what you're saying. I guess, cap conversation now. The person that I learned from, I know I'm I guess we're gonna get into it next week. I know I gotta get you know, what I'm saying the and shit or whatever. We're gonna have this conversation about Judas and the black messiah. But the person I learned from, Huey P. Newton, he said that power is the ability to define the phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. That's my favorite quote ever. He said that power is the ability to define the phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. What we are attempting to do tonight is define the phenomenon of climate change, specifically in regards to environmental racism. The hopes is that if we define this phenomenon in a particular way, we can make environmental racism and climate change act in a desired manner. So when it comes to niggas being uniquely cold or niggas being uniquely exposed to hazardous waste or pollutants, we got to think about what that means in terms of Black Lives Matter and what that terms what that means in terms of independence politically, socially, and economically, because we are politically and socially and economically being impacted by environmental racism. Facts.
0: So the so the last thing I say about this before we go ahead and transfer over to the uh, what'll be the culture chop, um, we have to change our our relationship with the land. We have to understand that when we when we when we are advocating for capitalism. Over uh, protecting the environment, when we advocating for jobs over uh, what's good for our air, mm-hmm. you feel me? We are uh, we are opting into a value system that's been defined by uh, colonization and capitalism. Mm-hmm. That's not natural to us. We have to understand that the Industrial Revolution and what that looked like and what that stood for was antithetical to indigenous people of all lands because of their relationship with the land that they were on mm-hmm. right above all it was the, a lot the, a part of the reason why and i'm in and and, and and i get a little you know out there for y'all a part of the reason why there were gods that represented the water gods that represented the earth gods that represented represented the air had to do with the reverence that people had to those aspects of existence we gave a fuck about the earth we gave a fuck about air. We gave a fuck about water. Mm-hmm. So we, we revered them by anthropo, uh, anthropomorphizing them and giving them identities that we could look to and say we respect you.
2: Taking the car, what? Them, he
1: <laughs> hey, 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 like we're actually, hey, vocabulary coming out tonight, goddamn.
2: Hey. hey, again, Robert Bullard is on your reading list. Anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized, anthropomorphic cessation yeah i think yeah. It might be
0: the other yeah. we'll to of with question of reverence now we could but now because of christianity and colonization we just view that as pagan worship but if you just take it to it's it's surface level logical extent if i know that i need air to breathe right if 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 I'm getting my food from the earth and if my sustenance is coming from the water i need that shit to be clean bruh I need that shit to be able to provide for my body to keep yeah. me going. If I know that that has been polluted or if it's been dirty, or it's been soiled or if it's been poisoned, the land, the air and the water has been poisoned, then I know that it can't do for me what it's supposed to do. The idea that that, that a lot of the, I mean, not to get too far into it, but the idea that a lot of the uh, superficial shit, a lot of the uh, artificial shit that we consume should be our focus is it, we get that from colonization, and as a people, we have to opt out of that. I'm still in that, I'm telling y'all. Y'all think I'm playing. Opting out is about to be the language that I'm about to use to describe what we need to not do. You feel me? Opt out. You feel me? Uh, any, any anything else you want to say on the George? Hey.
1: The last thing I say on it is uh education is elevation, and we gotta uh not feel like white supremacy corners the market on giving a damn about the environment. I know a lot of times, like I feel like leftist liberals will kind of make some shit lame or make some shit that's not cool or turn niggas off. So we see like being a tree hugger or being an environmentalist as being some liberal shit. Like, the, the 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 main jewel from this conversation. Along with the other things. But the main one is that we have to think consciously about our relationship to the land. And if we think that white supremacists or liberals or white people in general have cornered the market on what it means to care about the land, then we have bought into settler colonialism in ways
0: that it's like, damn. But, but see, we're going to have to do a whole chop on settler colonialism because niggas, that's a whole nother conversation. You feel me? You uh, can yeah, do, do it. George- we can- George, they refreshed his. Uh, hey his man, mimosa. shout out to
1: my wife. You feel me? She feeling groovy like an Austin Powers movie. And I guess she, I feel like she watching the show because I got low on my cup and she came in on his money and refilled. Can I get a rich? Shout out to one of my. Shout out to one of my favorite people.
0: Can uh, faithfully. Me? Hey,
1: hey, Toya, man, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna get that fitness bug bit with me again, and I'm gonna be back in the gym. I'm gonna get back to 200 pounds again and look sexy and shit. Right now, I'm on my uh skinny dad, bod, bad, bad, yeah. bad, bad built shit. You feel me? Well, hold on, on hold on, dude. Don't say
0: bad built, bro, because we got a whole conversation that's supposed that we supposed to be getting into soon. That we're, we oh, yeah go, that conversation up build, that right,
1: man. Hey, yeah yeah it's a hey, it's a lot of us skinny people that's bad built and they meet the guy and they meet it goddamn we think that a particular a particular body of people Nah, nigga you you bad built and you unhealthy <laughs> and you skinny shit.
0: but you're gonna... bad built, unhealthy skinny ass <laughs> and, look, and the reason why we're saying this is because out of uh this is a brief intermission before we get into the culture shop toy is the most fit out of out of all of us Toy, you can probably. <laughs> Toya could bench press y'all uh, or or curl y'all toddlers. She she gonna. I've <laughs> no,
1: no, no. been to I've been to the gym with Toya, so she's gonna out cardio me. She gonna out do everything. She gonna out cardio, Not out weight, out all that shit. Yeah, I've seen Man, Toya. I've
0: seen Toya You know what I'm saying? I've seen Toya flexing in the tank top, and it made it 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 had me like, yo, I need to I need to real. get some. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, but anyway. <laughs> no, because she Toya makes you feel like that. Like, cause you would hit her up randomly. It'd be like eight o'clock on a Saturday. Yo, what's good? What you into? Uh, I'm at the gym right now. Uh, I'm gonna call you in a little bit.
2: Like, we'll, well, again, we'll talk about this when we get to um talking about you know, bodies and things like that. But we don't get into it. People people might look at this body and, and be like, why you not do it? I have to fight for this body. This one's like you don't have any idea what I have to do, how I have to string together a day, have to plot, plan, fight, cry, be pissed, be hurt, try to push through, find, find confidence to be in this body. It's a lot of work. So y'all stay tuned.
0: I have to I chop have to up. Tuned. It's coming. We, we, we shaping conversations now. We no longer yeah. just responding to shit that's out there. We talking about what what needs to be discussed. So we're going to get into that. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me. Pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And In the center console. Keep the me when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we going to slide. Bet I be there pronto.